Greetings programs. I am your host, Diego Crespo, and welcome back to another special episode of the Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. This, it, you know what this is if you've read the, the title. But first, let me reintroduce you to my co-host, Gina Versa. Hey, how's it going? I'm going to do my uh, Jeff Bridges impression from Tron Legacy, where he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah, messaging, that... yeah, messaging each other about that bit. No, no, that's, that, that's, we have a lot of Jeff Bridges impersonations coming up, I'm sure. But also here, they are not impersonations, are the team over from the Tramman podcast, our friends, Kirk Bagdazarian and Christian Rainwater. Hello there. From inside the end of line, my name is Kirk. <laughs> and as always, I'm joined by my friend and solar sailor, Christian Rainwater. I do it for the users. I fight for the users. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> every time. Yeah, every time. Every time I mess up, it's part of the bit now. Keep it rolling. <laughs> well, Thanks well, for having we, us. Yeah, no, we're, no. We're, we're happy to have you guys. Um, we know you guys very well, mm-hmm. but I don't know if our users know you very well. So why don't you guys go ahead and, and just give a, a little introduction to yourselves, to Tramon, and uh, yeah, just all that nonsense. Who's doing it? Is it, is it me? <laughs> This sounds like a little bit of mousekeeping. Yeah, we do. Okay. They're not doing the whole thing. <laughs> this is your first time here. Welcome aboard Tramon at Disneyland. No, okay. You can't do the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Christian Rainwater, mainly known as Rain. Yeah. And I'm Kirk. And we have Tramon, a Disneyland podcast where we take you guys through our experiences, memories, all that kind of thing. Um, we talk about Disneyland a lot. Yeah. And that's it. No history, no authoritative stuff. News, we get it wrong all the time. Who mm-hmm. cares? So uh check us out, Tramon.com and uh what is it? At Tramon Podcast on Instagram. Please. <laughs> we need, yeah, we no, need no, check check them out. Cause uh I don't even go to Disneyland that often, but yeah. I, you, I, neither I, do we. <laughs> well, no, no one does, <laughs> except unless you live in Florida. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, this is your show. Why, why are you looking at me? <laughs> well, well I, I thought I thought there was going to be more there. But there no, no, yeah, okay, thought, that's good. Yeah. I, I thought Rainwater had something else. But uh, no, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here because we, we're here to talk about a very, very special event today. And it is the 10-year anniversary of Tron Legacy, the 2010 film directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Um, but before we get into that, we, we, we got to go through a little bit of plugs. We always do plugs at the beginning of the show or... Sometimes we do plug in the show. Right, and right. then we always talk about what else we've been watching recently because we're going to talk about Tron Legacy nice. for the rest of this podcast. But uh, before I get to what Gene and I have been watching recently, Kirk, I'm going to let you go first because I know for a fact, as someone who has been on the podcast <laughs> many moons ago, you watch, you watch maybe one movie every 30 years. What's that one movie? So uh, this year, I, we actually had a, a segment, segment yeah, called... Uh, Kirk's, movie, Kirk's, Kirk's community movie. of the week. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I watched like Inside Out. I watched Bolt. You uh, watched Hamilton. I watched Hamilton. <laughs> uh, Hamilton sucks. It's all um, on Disney Plus. Yeah, pretty much all Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's because it, it was that it was subscription. Yeah. Um. But I've been watching Mando. But this is a movie podcast, so yeah. No, no. You know what? That's totally fine. Easy plug for us. Uh, the day after this goes up, we'll be talking about the Mandalorian season finale. Um. Ooh. Cantina Hangouts, right? Can- yeah, yeah, Cantina Freaking Hangouts. I love that name, dude. Like, yeah, thank awesome. you. That's awesome. no, I amazing. have never been so happy with one of my naming things for these <laughs> podcasts. 
I'm usually like, Gene, what's the name? Or like, Matt, what's the name? <laughs> like, I, I got nothing. That's the one. That's the one I had. So thank you. Of course. Um, but okay, really quick. I just want to, because we always do tangents and bullshit nonsense. Yeah, I did watch Tron Legacy last night. So I mean, there you go. Counts. Okay, well, yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> about that. Um, Kirk, last year, you and I had a conversation where I was like, I was insulted because the episodes felt cheap and I didn't like the first season. And then I saw you the day after or like the week after the first episode aired for the second season. I was like, yeah, I think I like it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that I really like it now. Yes. Yes. And everyone else who's turned on the show is probably not wrong, but I think they expected it to be something else than it was. And so that's on them. Whatever. Just give Dave Filoni everything, man. That's that's what I'm saying. No, don't don't let him direct anymore. (laughs) just for one man yeah oh well that's too much power for one person yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. let let him run you know like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. take it yeah. away from the board kathleen <laughs> you know kennedy I, mean? I agree well yeah. kathleen kennedy is she's like a better producer than Ninety yeah. percent of Hollywood. Boy, I heard. She I heard she's of... like a great producer, but like, yeah. she, she, dude, like every is she a creative? Every movie I see from the eighties um, or whatever, I see produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. her and her husband. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her yeah. husband owns Universal right oh. now. So, <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. all right. Woo. Yeah. Um. So like, she's because I don't want to spend too much time on that, but like, everyone on the internet like hates her because she's in charge of Lucasfilm and mm-hmm. they don't like the movies she made and like whatever. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate her. I just sometimes they don't, they disagree don't like with her. Women, That's all. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, like, I, like she, she's done good movies. She's done bad movies. It, it happened with everyone. That's all. Yeah. Nonsense. Uh, Rain, what have you watched recently? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, the past three or four days, I've watched about 30 episodes of DuckTales. The like new DuckTales. Mm. Wow. I hear it's really good. Dude, it is yeah. ridiculously good. Like, like it doesn't deserve to be that good, even though the original <laughs> is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it like it gives homage to like almost every Disney Saturday morning cartoon, um, like like Tailspin, Duck, uh, Darkwing Duck. It, it just calls back to everything, and puts like a little twist on it, like a like a modern twist on it. Can can I spoil our next episode? Not of Mando of our podcast. <laughs> sure. We have a correction, so we'll read it on our show too. RJ writes in. Mm-hmm. Our good friend RJ. Tell Rain he's delusional and that the DuckTales reboot was horrible and it deserves to be canceled. Nope. In my opinion, it doesn't stick true to the comic and tries to bank on nostalgia for poor story writing. My main thing is that the original DuckTales would teach you life lessons while this one tries to be the fuller house of 90s Disney cartoons. No! Oh. no. Is he watching isn't the same it, show? Isn't it getting canceled though? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it didn't get renewed. It didn't get canceled. It got re- didn't get renewed. All right. I guess it's the same thing. But. I'll do the Darkwing Duck spinoff or something. Yeah, let's get dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, is that, uh, is that all you've been like? You want to highlight? Uh, take, watching take Survivor, dude. I've been binging the heck out of Survivor. What a show! Right. I I subscribe to CBS All Access just because of Survivor. Thank you wow. very much, Jeff Probst. Wow. Yeah, Jeff oh, Probst wow. is is kind of great though. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Come on, guys. That's the best job in the world. I mean, no, that probably is the best job yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah. But. Yeah. What are you guys watching? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just trying to think like, have I ever actually seen Survivor though? 
You probably did, and you don't remember. Probably, I don't know. I'm, I've never been in reality TV. If, you guys do, you remember when they, do you remember when they did every tribe by race, and then like people were like, "Hey, that's kind of fucked up." Oh what? what, dude? I think they did. No way. They did it. Are you it serious? Was in 2006. Look it up. <laughs> every tribe by, by race. race. So it's like uh, white, one black. of the newer seasons. They had brains versus brawn versus beauty <laughs> versus like ugly people. <laughs> pretty much. Brains got like, trampled. Survivor Cook Islands divided into four tribes by ethnicity. <laughs> Cook Islands was like that? Yeah, a- African American, Asian American, Hispanic American, and European American. Whoa, that's the next season I'm watching. Isn't that a community joke? Uh, I probably yeah. with Betty White. That's like a parody. Like, Whoa, yeah. there was a mutiny offer. <laughs> Whoa. <this> is- <laughs> If you want my secret all access password? Gonna, I'll give it to you, dude. Please. Gonna watch Survivor season racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gene, that's a perfect transition yeah. to you because you mentioned yeah. that uh-huh. uh, not racism. I'm just saying because that was a funny joke, and oh, you're here yeah. now, and I need to get to what you're watching recently. Oh yeah. Well, also, Gene's wanna... not racist. I'm not. No. I'm not. I was gonna say thanks for the mask, guys. Oh yeah, of course. Guys, if you're if you're watching on camera, let me know if you want a pin. Sick. Uh, I Give think. You well, you send me a magnet. Yeah, you can send me a pin. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get you some pins. We got a whole box of them. Mm-hmm. But sorry, we're... <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks. We're... But uh, yeah, in terms of watching, uh, what I've been watching, The Iron Mask was a Chinese-produced movie with Jackie Chan and, and Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's so fucking dumb, but it's also stupidly entertaining. So uh, if you want to see like Arnold fight Jackie Chan and they just like stalemate and. Arnold's like a prison guard and a prison warden and he just uh, in order to get out of his prison they have to bare knuckle box him and if they win they get they get a scot-free and uh, yeah it's interesting yeah it's, it's definitely like a blockbuster movie that didn't get this year so I really recommend Iron Mask it's like a like a Chinese produced movie right I believe so yeah yeah it's with uh, there's like a whole like economy based mm-hmm. on that because like a bunch of like washed up american action mm-hmm. filmmakers went over yeah. there to mm-hmm. shoot movies like rennie harlan who was like huge in the 80s and 90s i saw his movie he did with jackie chan and the jackass dude and it's like fine but like wow. he's just there to make movies like that now and yeah. i guess he did like some fantasy medieval sandal sword epic Jack- jackie chan it- no, no, no. Uh, Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. And oh, like yeah. no one's seen it, but I found it on YouTube and I saved it. Um, yeah. Allegedly. It's like, it's like uh, the scene in um, the scene in uh, Lost in Translation where they're just making the commercials in other countries. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do the same thing where he went to another country and became oh, like a big... Oh, he went to Russia, but that's because he's like a terrible <laughs> monster. Yeah, that's he's probably a double agent or something. <laughs> but, but he, uh, yeah, he's he's there's a lot going on there that yeah. quite frankly we do not have time to get into yeah. what we do have time to uh, get into oh is what else you've oh, been watching gene yeah yeah uh peninsula the sequel to train to busan really good yeah, you, you brought it up sequel? oh i did i did yeah there's mm-hmm. a sequel it's at red box oh wow i didn't know that That's yeah cool. great movie uh, train to busan yeah no it's great um the mystery of db cooper hbo max documentary it's interesting because i guess loki is db cooper in the disney plus show but they didn't get into that <laughs> and uh a movie I, yeah um a movie i really wanted to uh stress is really good is uh tesla which has a scene yeah. with uh yeah it's really good with ethan hawk as tesla 
Nikola Tesla, oh. and it's just uh, there's a scene where he karaoke styles, sings, uh, everybody wants to rule the world as Tesla, and it's just a really fun movie. It has like Jim Gaffigan, Kyle McLaughlin as like edit Thomas Edison, and it's just it plays like really loosely with like the historical thing. Like it's not stuffy, like some biopics in that era. It's like really like they pull out, they break the fourth wall and they pull out like an iPhone in certain scenes. And it's just really like, it's really interesting. And it's really takes, makes very interesting choices. So I have to recommend that. So Ethan Hawke yeah. is Tesla. Yeah. He's Tesla. So versus Ethan Hawke or David Bowie is Tesla. Oh, I mean, don't yeah, do I that. Mean, don't you know, do that. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't, have, don't pick kings against kings here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're good in their own ways, but I don't know. I mean, Bo is like pretty iconic, so I couldn't mm. really choose against him. But yeah, I mean, uh, Ethan Hawke does some really interesting stuff. For That's sure. cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, you guys should. It's, I, I recommended it a couple months back. I'm really glad you watched it eventually, Gene. Uh, I'm not really watching a lot of movies right now. I have like my list set up that I'm going to go through starting tonight with Tenet. After this episode recording, I will be watching finally because everyone has such hot takes about that movie, positive or negative. I have real I hot takes wanna, about that movie. Real. I, I, wanna, I just want to feel something again. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to watch it. I know Gene didn't like it and I know a lot of other people didn't like it. Which, so. one? Which one did I Tenet. Oh, no. I uh, kind of didn't like Tenet. I'm kind of like... I mean, I'll see it again, but I, I, I just... Uh, I think I mean I I'm just I'm just kind of uh, perplexed on that movie at this point. I drove two and a half hours away to watch that movie. Oh, did you see it in San Diego? In San Diego. Oh yeah, and same. It was uh, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like horrible. Like I would just say like I'm just like 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 what is I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck is this movie because it's like. Mm-hmm. it's like it comes out during a pandemic. Uh, it makes no sense. There's a Travis Scott song. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like what well, is Well, like, this? Christopher Nolan really, has, like, this really pompous, this pompous, like, persona that people put on him, but he's, like, he's been very open about, like, no, I like, like, Michael Bay movies, and I like, like, he likes yeah. dumb action stuff. He's yeah. always wanted to make just dumb action movies, but he's, like, a little too smart to just be Michael Bay, so he's, like, oh, I'm gonna make it about, like, irrelevance to time and, like, perspectives and aren't we all wearing masks? And he does that for three movies in a row and I eat that <laughs> shit up. But uh, what I've really been watching recently is um, Steven Universe. I finally got back into Steven Universe. This is my life now. I just wa- I, I tell people I'm watching ch- animated children's television. Dude, it's yeah. between right that and you, She-Ra. Steven Universe is anti-racist, so... I yeah, can't... Steven Universe is really fucking good. It's like if Kingdom Hearts was a television show. I love Steven Universe. Don't say things like that because now I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, do you should. No, it's no, really it's good. it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's it's I, so good. That, I met Rebecca that Sugar. She-Ra, oh, did you? Oh, Rebecca Sugar rules. But like yeah. between that and Shira, I'm like, I don't need movies this year. Like I've, <laughs> I just need shows that start off with the love and power of friendship can solve anything. So they head into the last season with the thesis that we need to kill and overthrow God. That's what those shows are. <laughs> and it's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about today. The real topic we're here to talk about today is, uh, is the, the biggest mainstream cyberpunk hit since the original Blade Runner. And it's not the one where you're still waiting for your refund. We're here to talk about Tron Legacy uh, <laughs> right around the table. Gene and I have not been 
secretive about how we feel about Tron Legacy over many, many years. We'll talk about like most underrated films. I think even on the masks episode we did this year, people said the best movie masks were from Tron Legacy. Yeah. So we know where the audience stands on this. Um, but Tramon Boys, how do you feel about Tron Legacy? Well, first I want to say you're not the first person to say Tramon Boys. And I'm like, is that <laughs> yeah. a thing? Yeah. It's going to be a thing. I think it is. So, so today we're Tronin, and uh, I rewatched Tron Legacy yesterday, and I decided it is my favorite movie. Oh, Just flat out favorite. Flat movie? out, flat oh, out. Nice. It was Rogue One, maybe before. Now mm-hmm. it's it's Tron Legacy. I I was building the Legos on the back of this uh, set on video, and it these are like thirty five minute Legos, and it took me like two hours because I watched the whole movie. I was like, I couldn't look, I couldn't look away. And then today, I listened to the soundtrack again at work. That's it. Love it. That's it. Love it. It's my favorite. And what about you? Uh, it is not my favorite movie. I'm sure it's not. I have a lot. Lord of the Rings, Diego. Shout out to when we went to go Hell watch yeah. all three in a row. Oh, uh, extended editions. Ex- dude, right before the Hobbit came out. How much did it out? smell in there? Like seeing a Marvel marathon, you they would smell, but I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Lord, Lord of the Rings nerds, we like we don't like Power. going to theaters. We can watch them from the comfort of our own home. Like, yeah, dude. It was just like the, the one time. Oh yeah. Well, like it was just fun to do that because it was like it's lead up to the Hobbit, and then we just did that for an entire day, and then we like <laughs> left before Return of the King was over because yeah. sitting for thirteen hours in the theater is fucking insane. What did you do right now, Rain? What do you mean? He asked you, "How do you feel about Tron Legacy?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh... No, this this just happens all the time. It, it, it's I know. not him. I know, <laughs> dude. I am the tangent master on Travin, dude. Mm-hmm. I, we have a, we have a topic, and I purposely. Change the topic. Every yeah, we got. I was re-listening <laughs> to the re- most recent episode. I'm like, where? How did this? How did happen? we even get here? We talked about the sadness and loneliness of Christmas. I'm like, Rain, how did you get me here? <laughs> <laughs> Tron Legacy. Yeah. yeah, great movie, dude. Like, flat out amazing movie. Um, a little cheesy at times, in my opinion, but it's 2020, and it's still one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So I think he doesn't like the face. Mm. Right. But I think besides that, even though I like the face when he's in the grid because he's supposed to be creepy and fake, the the effects and everything completely hold up. Yeah. Like the way 2010 CG. And again, it was like 09 CG because it took them like a year and a half of post-production. <laughs> yeah. Like, was that the first time Disney tried to redo somebody's face? Because um, they've done it a lot. Yeah. I, I think that was yeah. like the first big movie they did that. Like Sopranos mm. kind of did that, right, Gene? Where they... <laughs> With the mom, mom character, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mom. Okay, so we all Dying. know like that. Like is bad. Yeah, that was yeah, really terrible. bad. It's it like, a... like a perfect show, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but like, no. I think this was the first like big motion picture that was like, let's reconstruct a human being's like face. Yeah, and and see Not what we bad. can do with that. Not bad. But uh, if you compare that to like even Tarkin, Tarkin looked great. In my com- in it's like com- light years. Like years yeah yeah, yeah what was the most recent one they did they did one really um i guess rise of skywalker is the yeah. most recent one i could think of and yeah, then I, was it irishman that did that yeah irishman Irish. did that yeah but yeah. it was mild or something it was, yeah right? it wasn't yeah they, like they it made it look 10 years yeah so yeah i, I like tron legacy great movie do one. we 
have you guys seen the original? Because I actually know a lot of people haven't seen the original still, but there's they, like they must be a lost. huge cult fan base for Tron Legacy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've seen the original. It's uh, not that great. <laughs> it's it's not. I understand why it, you know it's significant, but not that great. It doesn't and it does not hold up. That's a, that's for sure, right? Yeah. I I've started the original a few times and I've never been able to get through it. Wow. Yeah. I'll fall asleep or something will happen. I don't know. But I I've tried. I've it's, tried. It's it's a little it's a little dull for me too. And Gene, I want I want to hear your thoughts on it. But I I, I like love it. I like it as a vibes movie. You know, I just kind of have it on and it's like mm-hmm. hell yeah. Whereas Tron Legacy, like I love, is like a movie I could totally tune into for like two hours or whatever. But also like it's the perfect movie to have on in the background, like mm. at a, at a, like a friendly gathering or a party. Remember parties? Yeah. Remember friendly remember gatherings? Those. Yeah. Remember those. Good riddance. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm so alone. But, uh, Gene, you, <laughs> yeah. Gene, you, you like Ultron a lot. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's one of the perfect like time capsules of the eighties. And, uh, I mean, for its time, I, I think like, uh, you know, because uh, I think I talked to Kirk about this. I love all the weird 80s Disney films. So, oh, yeah. you Black Cauldron, right? Like the Black Cauldron. I, I, I love really, Black Cauldron. Uh, yeah, Black Cauldron's great. Like, um, you know, whoever doesn't cry when uh, Gurgi kills himself. Like, <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, spoilers. <laughs> no, it's, it's my fault for not seeing it yet. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I used to collect like, Horn King pins. Horn, oh, that's a terrifying villain. Yeah. Terrifying. But yeah, like all the weird 80s movies, so like Black Cauldron, um, Tron, uh, you know, The Black Hole, I think are really Black under- Hole. Yeah, the yeah. Black Hole's great. Um, they're really underrated and they're just so unique in its time. Like, you know, could you imagine, like, they take more risks than Disney does now. Like, this is the most risk-taking they did in like 30 years, 40 years. Could you imagine? Bob Iger would never... You would never like redo uh, the black hole or something. You wouldn't take that risk. I don't ever say no, never. You know they're what? redoing everything. No, yeah, never... that's what I was gonna say. Like they're don't redoing worry. everything. If they're gonna do that ever, it would be right now because yeah. that's kind maybe of like their own. Maybe thing. it would be on Disney Plus, but no, I think um, yeah, for Tron, it's just such a like uh, like in, in a bubble. Like it's it's a it's a good movie uh, to uh, remind you of that period and. You know, just all the little nods, like, you know, there's like Journey is playing in it, which they they uh, call back to in Legacy. Love that um, song. Like the soundtrack is just like really like, it's like a video game, you know? I mean, uh, did anyone ever play the arcade Tron? I know it's hard to find. No. I, um, I played it. I think I yeah, played it once at Disneyland. Yeah, some like, yeah, Disneyland, they probably had promotions for it for the Tron events or whatever. Or some arcades still carry it and it's like, you know, I think like Tron is such a good like uh, video game movie in terms of like 80s video games where it's just so like uh, there's a final boss and there's, uh, you know, assist characters. Yeah, I think it really works just keeping like it's basically a video game. You have to keep that mindset. And like this is how people viewed video games at the time. So, yeah, yeah, and it came out two years before James Cameron's Aliens, which got all the credit for being this is how they made video games. There's so, a... Uh... Yeah. A VR game called Battlezone VR, where you're in a wireframe tank shooting at other wireframe tanks, which oh. is like they just copy Tron. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it's in VR, so Battlezone yeah, VR. Tron. I have it. I oh. think. Anyways, I mean uh, yeah. to to talk about like VR and like new technology and stuff like that. I personally think 
everyone said 3D was like the future of movies and then like that tanked after this and The Last Airbender. I'm not comparing the quality. I'm just saying like 3D clearly didn't take off after Avatar like everyone wanted to. Right. I think VR movies would be cool. Like to like really yeah. impress with the 3D, right? I'm not saying like you need to turn and see like different corners of the movie because that would be like impossible the most insanely expensive endeavor ever and just too much for someone to do but like to experience a movie like that to be completely blacked out like that i think that'd be kind of cool but well, um you can do that on vr headsets there's a theater mode where the screen quote unquote stays stationary even when your head moves so it's as if you're looking at like a big screen mm-hmm. you can do that with youtube yeah you can do it on playstation mm-hmm. and all stuff mm-hmm. i like that I should get one of those. How much do they cost, Kirk? Do you have a Facebook account? Yeah, but I, I don't use it. Yeah, no, get, I know. Get an Oculus. Yeah, there's Oculus Quest. Is it 300 for the it's new 300 one? 300 for the two. And you can find it anywhere. You can find it at Target. Apparently, it is spectacular, yeah. Diego. There's no wires. You just put it on your head and it has controllers. I have a Quest mm. 1. Amazing. You need a Facebook account to log in. That's ridiculous. I hate this. Yeah, yeah Mark that's why I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get sucked, man. Track more data. Get sucked. <laughs> all right, but back to Tron Legacy. Uh, did we all see it in theater together? Like, I went with the group, but I don't remember if it was all of us. We went together. Okay, it was me, you, uh, Ryan, Verdusco. Yeah. Were you with us, Diego? I was with Nunez that no, night. Then no. We went. We went to Downtown Disney. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we were had like groups, and we couldn't. Yeah. So we. Uh, was it your fault we didn't see it in 3D or Ryan's fault? Somebody's fault. I'm not taking the blame. <laughs> <laughs> we we all bought tickets and one of them was like, I'm not, I'm buy, I'll buy my ticket when I'm there. And oh no, like, that's not me. Uh, and then they were sure. like, uh, we, we're out of 3D, so you all have to convert to 2D. And then I didn't see it in 3D until like three years ago on my VR headset, which like looks like trash because the VR headset is trash. <laughs> but yeah, we saw we it. We were opening. just hyping it up a second ago. <laughs> No, no, mine, the, mine, mine, mine. I have the PSVR. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. the one you, the one I recommended has an amazing screen. No, so we saw it downtown Disney, December seventeenth, at AMC. Uh, the the day came out, and then uh, Ryan like slept over my house, and we skipped the last day of school before Christmas break. Yeah, nothing happened on that day. Apparently, my name was said out loud in the gym because I helped on some project and yeah. I wasn't there to accept my little certificate. I wonder if I went to school. <laughs> I don't remember that. Wow. Does anyone really go to school the last year of high school? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you graduate. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, okay, like you're that, but like, you really like physically, mentally attend, or are you I just like kind of physically there? I got two. I got awards. For attendance? No, no. I got a physics award. And check this out. Check this out. I got a social justice award. <laughs> social oh. justice award. I'm going to flex that on Twitter with my little yeah. pants. <laughs> That's you right. have like uh, some alt-right YouTube go after you or something. Yeah. <laughs> Woke award, you know? <laughs> You're going to get called a cuck or something like that. It's yeah. just it's like the wild that. west out there now. Yeah. It was for the class social justice. This is a religion class. No one would have ever believed they got a, an award for religion class. But mm. here we are. Speaking of where we are, <laughs> um, you have a lot of fancy lights in the background behind you, Kirk. Yes. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're lovely. Uh, some of the criticisms about Tron Legacy are that it is just kind of a fancy light show, a special effect extravaganza, but it's hollow. 
Uh, I've even seen it referred to as cold, a cold film. Um, help me elaborate everyone on the panel why those claims are are nonsense um okay so first of all the everything with clue not clue flynn, flynn. Kevin flynn. yeah his his passion is really important and like his you hear him say things that are very i think some of the criticisms are like how obvious everything is like he literally said and i created clue in my own image which is like what they say we God did with us, right? Mm-hmm. And, but it's like he's talking like he's a creator without act, without a God complex. So there's like this, like he cares about his creation. You know what I mean? Like all the all the good things you would hear about a God is like what Kevin Flynn is supposed to be, and he wants the best for humanity, and his whole giving things away for free. And it's like I know we're talking about him, but he's a real important part of that and i just think like you know we got cora's uh like fascination with the outside world and all that like you have these like little endearing moments even if they're presented a little bit cheesy Mm -hmm. but it's like it's a disney movie you know you can get a little deep without getting deep and then you just have like all these moments that are like you know this is like a little bit profound or whatever and like just these cool lines that like they Apparently, they based this new Flynn off of Jeff Bridges, too. Like, what does he say? I'm going to go knock on the sky and listen for the sound. Like, <laughs> you know, like he, he's like a mixture of like Jeff Bridges from the original Tron and the dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and yeah. He's the dude, basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to like argue about like the hollowness, but it doesn't. What, why do people, why would they think that? Like, I don't know. I don't see that at all yeah i i think are, are people mad that it looks that good you know what i mean like it's not allowed to to be good because it doesn't look like a grungy indie film <laughs> yeah i i don't know i think for me anyways a big part of this like of my i, I never disliked the film i always liked it but I, i've really come to love it like this last decade of movies especially not that it was a bad decade but the bigger movies, the movies that cost as much as Tron Legacy and don't look like half as good as Tron Legacy, you know? It really goes to show, like, just the, the passion that went into this. This is the first time director. I think he directed, like, music videos before that. Uh, and yeah, it's just yeah. like... Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just did. He was an architect, too. So It totally shows, right? Like, everything feels, like, so precisely designed and, like, contextualized and how um they don't like follow all the way through with it but like in the real world it's like anamorphic widescreen and then in the grid when you first show up there it's like the IMAX you know yeah and so two things one I think filming ended June 2008 wow and then they did post-production till release but Whoa. there were a lot of practical sets. The end of Line Club was a practical set. Mm-hmm. Even like the uh, the Solar Sailor that they're on, and they when they go down into like where they see the the rows of people, that was practical. That was pra- not the the top, but the but the, where they were actually standing. when they're in between like the glass or whatever. I saw a a still a production still today, and I was like, oh, that was a they built that too. Like, Whoa. and so we talked we talked about this on our show how I watched Black Panther and I was kind of like iffy on it. And what made me feel like this Marvel staleness was, there's a fly in here, 
uh some of like it's like marvel spends their budget for special effects like at the beginning and the end but then like at certain points it's just like something's missing here like the lighting is off or it doesn't look like there's depth to it and i guess in a way like there is the practical stuff in tron was practical and then anything else did not exist at all so it's like they you can't like you can't compare it to something real well i mean like they uh you couldn't skimp on it you know what i mean like this is the whole movie but that was also their point too right like you know disney was flexing like they were kind of yeah the whole point was look at this technical marvel and when you're doing that you don't really be like you know what lower the budget a little bit we don't want to light this scene well or something like Well, like uh, a big thing, not to get into a whole Marvel thing, because Gene and I have definitely talked people's ears off about that. Uh, Check out the Comic-Con panel we did about the last (laughs) time we ever talked about superheroes in public. Um, But uh, we, uh, I think a part of the problem with the the, the Marvel, like lighting and cinematography, stuff like that, is that so often they will, they make their movies in post-production. Like the way they line up the schedules and the budgets they allot a lot of time to figure out like, well, people might like it this way more until they'll change it up until the last minute of like until release. Right. And so when you're putting that work on VFX artists and you don't have like a game plan, it does tend to look crummy. Like everyone made fun of justice league because of the Superman lip thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was like a last minute thing because Henry Cavill was shooting a mission impossible movie and they couldn't shave off his mustache which is like its own crazy, ridiculous thing. But like, that's why it doesn't look good because they don't have time for these, like to plan these things out. And Tron Legacy, the, the mere fact that he was a music video director and an architect, I mean, that, that guy had to come in with a game plan. His first movie, $200 million, whatever. Yeah. And well, just, I was, yeah. I was going to say, if you look at the, uh, they kind of did this, I wouldn't say it's a short film, but it's like a real like a teaser reel of uh, Tron Legacy that they showed at Comic-Con, I think at 2008. That's right. That's like got all, it all hyped where it's uh, it's like a scene of uh, Clue chasing down like uh, one of the resistance and like... Uh, oh yeah, it never yeah. made it in. Yeah, well that's, it's just like a, con- a proof yeah. of concept really. But yeah, I yeah. mean if you look at that, like the, the visuals in that even, like before they started filming... Uh, we're pretty extraordinary, like uh, Joseph K- Kozinski. Can anyone think? It's just Kozinski, I think. Yeah, Kozinski. Yeah, he really uh, had such an eye to uh, for the visuals and the the imagery of Tron, for sure. One one thing I really want to point out is the use of symmetry in that movie, like the rule of thirds. Just having things look like where they're supposed to be was phenomenal. Yeah. Like just shots of, of I think there's a shot where where it's uh, it's Clue. And all of his guys behind him. Yeah, they're always lined up perfectly. Perfectly, mm-hmm. which is the point. Like yeah. their computer mm-hmm. programs and they're perfect. Yeah. And if you're not perfect, you get derezzed. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So I did. Yeah. I learned that the uh, apparently Sam had a friend, and they digitally oh, yeah. removed him. However, yeah. they're yeah. Yeah. Besides when he's that, breaking into Encom, there's yeah. supposed to be a friend with him. But they just besides, they took him out. Yeah. Wow. Besides that, though, there, I as far as I know, there are no deleted scenes. Uh, no, yeah. The, movie, the five, so. 
the yeah. five pack DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I apparently there's an epilogue, dude. I watched some of it yesterday. It's called <laughs> Flynn Lives, and it's, it takes place after the movie. And like, yeah, that's oh. a, a short film they did. Yeah, it's. It, I yeah. couldn't believe it. I saw it for the first time yesterday, but cool. there are no deleted scenes. The mo- what? I mean, what you're saying, Diego? Like they planned it. They did, and they executed it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I, I feel bad for that actor. Yeah. <laughs> you like got it wasn't that they cut his seats, they digitally erased him from the shots. I would say kind of there's kind of deleted scenes like that's why that's so choppy. Like Sam's just you know like uh just he's kind of talking just to himself, but he was talking to someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that's kind of like the Disney protagonist thing, which is like maybe the one traditional Disney trait I'll give to this movie because it does not feel like a Disney adventure film. You know, it feels like its own, like, thing. It feels like its own entity where it's, like, it's not related to anything that Disney would have its name attached to, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really glad you brought up, like, the God stuff, Kirk, because I like the religious stuff, like, the, the rules of, like, law and order and, like, ones and zeros and, like, algorithms versus, like, free will and identity and shit like that like i don't know to, to me it's like it's very like obviously stated like you said but maybe it's not from, obviously enough if people are not from, like, like getting writers, it right? the what was that? two of uh the writers from lost or once upon a time or something worked on it i recognize their name so yeah i, I think yeah. so from so lost. That, so, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and like the uh when flynn was talking about the isos he like uh what's his face uh sam was like oh you made her right and he's like no he's not she's an iso and he was explaining the isos and he's like they just manifested like they 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 just came, came to be yeah. which is you know all this it's it's funny that like all this is very simplistic right like you don't have to think very hard for him like you know i, I made him in my image and like perfection is unknowable and all that kind of stuff but it's also just like because it's presented through like this digital frontier, you know, like it's it's inside of a computer. It's cool because it's applied in a way we just never thought would be yep. like an organic being with DNA created inside of a computer system. Like it really makes absolutely no sense, but it also really doesn't have to because it it is kind of a fantasy film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Like, I mean, the, the first Tron, it's like, it's just straight up, what are computers like in that era, right? And it was and like that specific computer. Yeah. 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 And now we know, like, uh, it's not that, but no reason to try to fix that. You know, it's like Jurassic Park with the dinosaur feathers. It's like, you could yeah. add them now, but I, it's not the type of franchise where it's like, oh, we'll just go back and change that, you know? Yeah. And uh, really quick, the, the writers on this, by the screenplay, I, sh- I want to shout them out. Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz are the screenwriters on this. And yes, they both did write for Once Upon a Time and Lost. Yeah. ABC, Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they just picked uh, them up from there. Yeah, I was going to say the ISOs are like the island. They just they don't really explain the exact explanation. It's just there. Take it yeah, they don't need an explanation because they're representing something for like the characters and the story that we're watching now. It's like you could kind of, you, you could ask questions about like, where did they come from? But it's like, yeah. that's not what the story's like about, you know? It's not like, it's not something that's gonna have like a, a Bible from like its very like existence. It doesn't matter. We're just watching this one story in this universe about this one concept, which leads to all these other concepts. We don't need like 
a plot by plot, like moment to moment breakdown of how the universe came to be, you know? There was something I noticed, which it's like very obvious again, but subtle in the, like relatively subtle. Uh, Sam, his lights aren't blue. They're a blue tinted white. And you notice it more when, uh, what are they doing? In the light cycle race? Mm-hmm. All his little buds, teammates, are blue. And his trail is like, it's white. And, you know, he's son of son of the creator and stuff like that. Like, there was, what is, what do they say in the end of Blind Club? When, uh. Like Flynn, son of Flynn? No, no, Flynn walks in. Oh, right. Like, like right. a total boss. No, when he <laughs> walks, I think when he walks in, yeah, like people like bow down to him yeah. because they know he's, yeah, and then. He's a deity. He's like, yeah. And then didn't they say at some point, someone said like, time to meet your maker or something like that? And it's like, Flynn is. Oh. Yeah, know, Flynn like, is the maker. <laughs> yeah, and that's why like when in the in the arena or like the, the game grid or whatever, when, uh, they're like user identify yourself and he's like i'm not a user or, or no a, they program, program identify yourself i'm not a program my name is sam flynn and just like quiet like they know but they don't talk about him you know what i mean but everyone knows flynn is the creator and all that so yeah so i don't know i, don't yeah, know. I mean that move this movie has so much going on than more people give a credit for like uh you know creation and then too like all the father and son stuff with like sam and uh kevin flynn is i think really really neat like neat and like profound like it's you know uh you know it's just a boy trying to find his dad like i, I wouldn't call that movie heartless yeah i mean like uh, I'm, I'm noticing it's a big trend in american uh fiction honestly there's a, there's a problem with American fathers in history, I think, because so much of it is like, how how do you like reconcile with your father? Like Darth Vader, it's kind of like a Darth Vader thing. Flynn is not an evil person, and you're right, Kirk. He's like, he's he's a, a true like good human being, and he does want to do best for like he, he's discovered this whole other universe, and he has to like take care of it. But that's also separated him from, his, like his in real life creation his son you know and so it's like even though he is all good and doing good he's he's still doing like an inherently flawed thing by um leaving his son for extended periods of time and then ultimately it's not his choice to be cut off from his son you know but you know the the story is ultimately about what like him getting so wrapped up in his work that he did like it, it caused him to be separated from his son yeah. you know Oh, right. the line. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Gene. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, you know, that's like the line at the end where he says, like, uh, who's telling him he wanted to, uh, he was tasked with uh, taking the, the grid to perfection. And that's why he's telling him, like, you know, uh, that's the thing I didn't know at the time is like perfection's like unknowable. Like, he, it's always changing. So, like, there's really no such thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that yeah. scene, it's, it was like, you know, I've seen it when you watch it enough times, I guess you don't like the cheesiness doesn't affect you anymore. So you actually get to see the heart in it. That's what I felt yesterday. Cause I'm like, I know this line is cheesy. However, it feels more emotional to me when clue is kind of, uh, he's like bargaining with Flynn where he's like, 
I created the perfect system just like you asked. Like he's he's trying to get approval of his creator or his father. Mm. And like it's like that parallel yeah. there. And I was like, wow, that's I never really saw it that way where Clue is like, like aren't you proud of me? Like yeah. I did exactly what you asked. And and Flynn was like, You did. Like you did exact you did everything I asked. But the problem with perfection is it's unknowable. Mm. And and what you're saying about him being absent. Uh, I, I like when my Sam in the beginning, like, what do you think I'm going to do, Alan? I'm going to walk into his office and he's just going to be in there and, hey, kiddo, lost track of time. Like, you know, it, was, it is sad. And, you know, he, he wanted to get out and save the world, too. It wasn't even like he was, you know, he's like, he, you know, he tosses the coin at his son. And he's like, you know, we're going to play a game of Space Paranoids or Tron or whatever it is. And, like, he he was trying you he just like he ended up being a bad dad but he right. wasn't not, not by his fault he, yeah yeah well i was kind of what diego say, said though but oh. it kind of was his fault right yeah like, it's not it's yeah. not like he made decisions that harmed his relationship with his son directly but he did spend enough time away like even though he's like oh yeah we'll play later we'll play like yeah. i get the the in like perception that that's not the first time he's kind of told him that you know, yeah. like, even though he, he's a clearly loving dad and he's there for him, right? He ended up not being there enough, and well, yeah. he, he let that kind of happen almost. You know, he didn't yeah, well, mean to create like evil. Yeah, he's also <laughs> but, like incom too. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah, like it's it's a metaphor. It's not a hundred percent literal, but the metaphor of the story is that like uh, it, it's a simple story of a parent getting wrapped up in the work and not being able to be there for the child. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, uh, if it, you know, because I hate to be like one of those people with the, the tie-in books, but uh, I have my background, the Tron Ascension graphic novel, and that goes into like more in-depth of, uh, uh, it's just like, yeah, how Kevin Flynn is just uh, not a absentee father by choice. It's like he's running NCOM going into the grid and then like his wife dies, which I guess that's implied, uh, you know, the mom was never there. So uh, yeah, like, uh, you know kind of uh get more appreciation reading the graphic novel for all of that did any of you guys watch the 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 tv show i did i watched some of it tron uprising yeah i i I really liked it yeah like um i really appreciated that one because it gives a it sheds more light on tron the character itself he's uh bruce damn it box lighter box lighter yeah box lightner lightner yeah Fox Lightner. whoops <laughs> it's it's tough i can't say it quickly yeah it's it's hard to like your last name but yeah he he comes back as uh to voice tron and like elijah woods voicing like a tron apprentice and uh, yeah it's it's really interesting it was uh it's from the same people that did uh star wars resistance the same oh that show so like uh it sucks i didn't that, want to say anything <laughs> that show yeah <laughs> well, yeah, I just I love their animation. Like the anime, I haven't seen uh, Resistance, but I love how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's it's a show for for young children. I'm not I'm not going to be yeah. harsh on it. It's just I haven't not seen for it. me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Uprising. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. Um, the way they animate it. So yeah, I, I would go to that for uh, Tron or Uprising, which canceled canceled after a season. <laughs> like, can, we, can we talk about weird Tron stuff for a second? Sure. Absolutely. I've got. Back here, it's a uh, what is it called? Tron, Tron Evolution. Tron Evolution. This trash PS3 game. Oh. 
where it's just like this side plot. It's got nothing to do with anything, but you hang out on the grid. And it's 3D compatible. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know... Oh, wait, no. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, heard that, I heard that game's terrible. You should have yeah, got, I, like, Epic Mickey or something. Yeah, I, I tried playing it i got through some of it it's on ps3 only although i'm gonna check if it's on if it's on playstation now i'm gonna there, get playstation now there was a i think an xbox ps2 game it's called tron 2.0 it's not canon yeah yeah i remember it's that actually it's like a kind of a enjoyable game it's not unplayable like uh and, tron that other tron game was and then uh obviously it's in it's in kingdom hearts 2 as space paranoids is the world it's it, the tr- original tron and yeah. then in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, the world gets upgraded and it's the Tron Legacy world. Yeah. However, with video games, because you can't really do black reflective stuff, you can now with ray tracing, but games used to like not be that great. Everything was kind of blue. Yeah. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. teal. And it was bad. But there was one. And it was kind of boring too. Yeah, because but... now you want to get real weird. You guys remember Temple Run? Yeah. Yes. Slightly. There's there's a Tron game oh, yeah. on PS4 called Tron <laughs> yeah. Run R, and I have it. It's actually pretty cool. It's not an endless runner. It's got levels, and you jump. Okay. It's Run slash R. It's it's like ten twenty bucks. It's it's yeah. fun, but super weird. I never but, played it, but yeah. And you get it now. I was playing it on my PS5 the other day. All right. Uh, well, Tron 2.0 is a first-person shooter. Whoa. Yeah, it's like a shooter. You play as uh, the son of uh, Alan Bradley. Wow. Yeah, it came out like 2003 or something. I heard it's good, but... That yeah, box that's... art, though. See this? What's that? Oh, that's cool. If, you, if the game is like, you know, in the light cycles and the light jets and stuff like that, then that's kind of cool, but like... So, First-person yeah. shooter is not what I think of with Tron. Yeah. So, Tron Evolution lets you play... You get lets you drive a light cycle, but you use the move controllers... And you like hold them like this, and like you you do. The, is that oh, required? I'm not sure. No, it's not. But it's yeah. I played it at RJ's house because yeah. we both had PlayStation moves. It's just, it's just bonkers. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, that's that's as far as I get for weird. I have a weird. Yeah, thing. it's it's interesting. All the merchandising and stuff for uh, the Tron franchise is. Uh, it's either like you know it's. Like some of it, because we were talking about this earlier, is like so hard to find now. Like mm-hmm. they did a, they did a lot of merchandising. Like I remember the frisbee disc, but like um, I was telling Kirk, I want the art of book of Tron because I love all the concept art. But it's have like fifty. It's hard. Have you guys watched a Prop Culture on Disney Plus? Uh, no. I haven't seen it. Check out Prop Culture. There's a there's a Tron episode. Why aren't oh, you telling me? Oh, okay. I never told you this. No. No. And they literally bring the original. Check it out. The original helmets. And everything from the original Tron, dude. Like, and uh, what's a light light year? What's his name? Huh? Light light Lightyear? That guy. He's oh, he's uh, gets interviewed. Oh, yeah, he. He's. Oh, I mean, he's super into it. He's. They. He said he's done now because he got tired of being yanked around by Disney. Yeah. But when Tron Three rumors were going on, he's like, they asked me, and I was down. Like, I'm ready to go. Well, right. I, I I still want to talk about a little bit more about the movie, specifically the ending, which. For me, if a movie nails the ending, that tends to be my favorite part. So mm-hmm. the same thing here. But uh, a little a little bit about Tron 3, I think we, we all know now. Um, that was yeah. ready to go. Ready yeah, to yeah, shoot up in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Everyone was ready. Disney pulled the plug at the last minute. And that's it. 
no, no more Tron. I feel like they, they could make one. I, I don't think they should make one with uh, Jared Leto, which would be ridiculous. And I, I don't think they would ever do something so stupid or reckless. Oh, oh. Um, but if they did, that would probably kill all interest in the Wait, franchise, so I think. The Jared Leto movie is canceled? No. No, no the, the original... they were going to make a direct sequel to Tron Legacy. Oh, it was well, in 2010, they were going to film it. They were going to do it oh, after oh, oh. Tron Legacy came out. It didn't make Avatar money, so Disney got cold feet because this was kind of supposed to be their Avatar. Um, and then eventually, like 2015, 2016 or something like that, gears started turning again. They're like, let's fucking do this, you know? Let's get on that, that Star Wars level money. And then I guess the budget was too high to, and it, people got cold feet again. And then Star Wars made more money than God. And they're like, why do we need Tron? And so they pulled the plug on this shit again. Yeah, that, that really sucked because it was like, it was so close. It was like mythical. I know. What was, it? what was the title called? It was like Tron. Ascension, I think. Ascension, like, oh, that sounded so cool. Yeah. Well, so, it, it would have been about like the digital world invading the human world. And that's like a continuation of the theme, obviously, yada, yada. It, it could have been awesome. Yeah. So I've got, I've got three things to say about that. One, Jared Leto, maybe maybe he'll get canceled before the movie starts. Chances yep. are he will. Option two, Jared Leto's cult has a Jonestown type situation, and then he's gone, and we don't have to deal with him. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, number three, we now have the volume, the screen thing from the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could film Tron in the yeah. volume. Save Just a lot saying. of money. Mm-hmm. So um, give it to yeah. John Favreau. John Favreau. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> no, don't hurt I, me. This no, he could do I it like, though. He could do it. I I want Joseph Kaczynski to come back. Yeah. So I here's what. Him. Here's how I see this. Let John Favreau just produce it, because you know he would just go to Kaczynski and let him do what he wants. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he would. I'm not. I don't like want to get. It's it's that the hands off John Favreau where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I believe in this. This is what we should do, and he just has the other people do it. Not like John Favreau sits there and writes it and directs it. None of that. Just you know, like it's it's almost like he he just lets him borrow the volume. You know what? It's a uh, was it Jungle was it, Book? No, no, no. Was it was it Eisner? Okay, so Michael Eisner had a good moment. Did he? Where he apparently, I think this was an Imagineering story or something else. When he showed up at Imagineering on his first day, they're all like, oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to get rid of us. He's going to cut us. And he showed up at Imagineering, and he goes, you are the most important thing about this company. Like, he recognized the talent, and he was like, as much money as you want. And then he he messed everything up later. (laughs) But, you know, like, come in and recognize it. Now, you've seen the the ending, Diego. Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite line from the ending is the the flip side of a line from a flashback in the beginning is when Clue is giving a speech. When he's just like, you know, yelling, and he goes, out there is our future. Out there is our destiny. Because Kevin Flynn was saying, in there is our future. In there is our destiny. And so now I, I talk about pacing a lot in movies because sometimes it's just all over the place nothing's going on and then and everything's going on but in the last 15 minutes and then it's just like we have a little happy scene at the end i really like the pacing of this movie Mm -hmm. i only had one problem and it wasn't really a problem 
what's Clue trying to do? Is he does he have a plan that they didn't tell us, or is he just like delusional perfect system guy? Well, he is a well, he's a fascist. Everyone forgets. <laughs> <that. laughs> yes, yeah, like, I I get the the fascist implication. Right. It's like it's the stormtrooper lineup from Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah. verbatim. But he's trying to uh, he was trying to like lure Sam in to uh, to kind of eliminate Kevin uh, Kevin Fun because him and Kevin are just kind of in this long chess match um, where neither side is like winning or whatever. Um, but like, it, you know, he wanted to get out, right? Yeah, he, he wanted gonna... to get out because he wants Kevin's identity disc. So the whole time he's just trying to get Kevin Flynn's identity disc. Yeah, that's, but... that's his end goal. Well, but he was going to, that ship was supposed to go through the portal. What I'm, mm-hmm. my question, because yeah, I, I know like what he was doing. Did he want, like, do you guys think he wanted to rule the world or did he, was he just furthering his goal of creating the perfect system? Because he also said, like, no longer will we be trapped. Yeah. You know what I, I mean, mean? yeah, so, he's, you know, he's trying to like one up Kevin Flynn. He's trying to like out, you know, like uh, his creator wanted him to stick into this program, but he's like telling him, like, no, I'm going to like go out there and like all these things that you're keeping keeping from me i'm gonna like uh take these like take this from you you think yeah, i think that's like... kind of interesting intentionally or otherwise i think the, the point of that like his plan is to escape but he's because he's a program and he's he's too rigid not like tron tron had that personality right mm-hmm. tron has like an, an an identity that was taken from him we barely talked about tron and tron legacy yeah. but like um uh clue wants to implement his like ones and zero approach to the rest of the world and like to continue you know because like a personality like that they always want to have more and more power right and it'll never be enough and then it'll always be like what it comes down to is that he just wants his dad to be proud of him you know he just wishes his dad hugged him and you know unfortunately in the real world we're discovering that many authoritarian figures, that's kind of what it comes down to also. There's no tragic backstory. There's no intellectual like curiosity there. It's just like, well, my dad didn't hug me enough. <laughs> Maybe if I control the world, that will be enough to gain their approval. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, just, yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, that, that was my new takeaway from this movie was the, the whole clue wanting uh, Flynn to be proud. Did you do you think he wanted to be like it kind of reminds me a little bit of Pinocchio? What? Oh, like I want to be a real boy? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, a, I, that's could, a, I could totally see in that. In a yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. Where like a Westworld, oh, I don't know if you saw Westworld. Okay. Just like the, he goes from like being a computer program to being a real person. And he because of that, he has more meaning in his own life. He doesn't need Kevin anymore. You know, yeah. The real he doesn't need yeah. Flynn anymore. Yeah, because he did he did say like I, I mean one of you said it now, like he has this, it's like he thinks Flynn is being malicious towards them by keeping them inside the computer. Like he's not letting us see all, he, that's what he was saying in his speech. It's like, he's not letting us see all the, like this huge world out there. And, you know, they show the map of Earth where it's like, now finally we'll be free. Like, it's, I guess, you know, he had a task, create the perfect system, but it was never like, do what you want. It was, you need to yeah. do the thing I told you to do. So yeah, there's that angle there, and I just, and I think that okay. Go ahead. No, that was it. Sorry. 
Well, I just, I just think it's interesting because, like, I mean, this is a much broader subject because actual artificial intelligence, like, that's a possibility, like, in our lifetime, right? Like, basically, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, we're heading that direction. I find that stuff fascinating. I know there, there's always the memes about, like, Terminator uprising and shit like that. Yeah. But it does start to bear the question, like, yeah, I'm using my laptop. My, my laptop's never going to talk back to me, right? But, like, if you were to create, like, art, genuine artificial intelligence with cognitive capabilities, autonomy, you know, uh, a possibility of realizing, like, their place in the universe, you, you probably, like, again, to go to back to the Flynn maybe being the failing father figure, not 100% great because he's a human being, so he's fallible. But, like, the idea that he did make things that, that were capable of that uh, and then force them to live in, in their own, like, universe in, in like, uh, a pursuit of impossible perfection, maybe, maybe he didn't think everything all the way through, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm not even trying, I'm not using that as a criticism against the movie. I think that makes it more interesting for but even then, someone who's as good as Kevin Flynn was still susceptible to, like, those human failings and not being able to see that. But was what did he want them to get out because he did send Cora out right at the end he, but Not, the, the so, grid like ate itself at the end he blew up the grid yeah he blew up the grid but i, I like saying ate itself but <laughs> but he sent Cora out purposely with like her iso stuff right even yeah. though the disc was left inside which was a little weird but like do we not need the disc i don't know but yeah, <laughs> but the the lines from the other people like the the humans they were saying like flynn said he was about to change everything like physics reality what did he say uh medicine like yeah. religion also yeah yeah again so, the yeah. movie not being subtle and people just not getting it yeah, yeah. and but like he he did want to take i guess he didn't want to take the programs out he wanted to take the isos out yeah. of the grid the isos were going to cure everything yeah which i think is I mean, they were going to explore this in Tron 3, 100%. Like, that was, it wasn't a cliffhanger. It was just like, oh, this is what's next. And then. Yeah, that's why they had, uh, that's why they had Killian Murphy. Yeah, he was going to be the villain in 3. The, yeah, the, the other son. Junior. Oh, Dillinger Jr. Jr. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It would have been another story about like fathers and sons and like the, <laughs> you know, the weight of uh, so, the sins of the fathers and decisions. So, in Flynn Lives, the. Yeah the epilogue uh the alan became c no chairman of the board and mm -hmm. sam, sam became ceo and so alan goes to the first programmer from encom yeah. and he goes i'm gonna hire you back goes to ram and uh he's like he said like oh what's what's happening is the board's out i'm chairman of the board but we're keeping junior I think he said junior, but he meant Dillinger Jr. He earned his place. Like, basically, like, was he going to be the villain? Because they, they were going to give him the job. Like, mm. you get to stay on the board because you're actually smart and you work. They were going to get rid of the dad. I mean, there was a reason why, like, Gina saying Killian Murphy showed up for, like, 10 yeah, seconds and left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like you're not gonna just have you know, maybe also, maybe not a villain in like the yeah. traditional sense, just like antagonist, you know, okay. like opposing beliefs. Also, um, it's not clear who uh, Dillinger because they show like the uh, 
they showed that like text. You're, it's not clear who Dillinger Jr. is talking to. Is it the dad or is it the MPC uh, master control program? Uh, looked like he was in a in a in a terminal just trying to delete the 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 video. Is that what you're talking about? No, when he's like chatting, it uh, shows him like chatting with someone, Dillinger Jr. He was chatting. Know? Yeah, there's a there's a scene where uh, Dillinger Jr.'s talking to someone. And you think it's the first Dillinger, but it might be the Master Control Program. Oh, is this Stallion. in the epilogue? I believe it's in the epilogue. Is oh. it animated or is it? No, no, it's, it's live small. action. It's live oh. action, yeah. Maybe there's a. Well, you know what? I there's a second part of the epilogue. Yeah, that you find. Place that I didn't I like literally yeah. have laundry on my bed that I didn't fold because I was watching this so late I was like what I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this existed till last night and oh, I was yeah, like dude, oh, you know, this is for ago. another day yeah uh yeah it's uh yeah so Diego do we have time to just talk about cool things yeah we do and then we could wrap up and I'll just mention that why, why I think the ending is like one of the great movie endings of the last decade. So do you want to end on a good ending or do you want to end on cool stuff? Because this is your show. <laughs> oh, this is on cool stuff. I just think the ending is so perfect for this movie because it's like, here's all the stuff that Flynn, as, as good a person as he was, fucked up. And he, he almost finds like redemption in not himself, but like in his legacy in that like, you know, he, he did do a good job and he, he, he could still instill good morals into his flesh and blood son, you know? He fucked up with Clue, but then Cora gives him the another opportunity to be like, okay, this this is, you know, this is what I worked for in here for so long. I still have a chance to make it right. And so um, I think there's supposed to be like a romantic thing between them, whatever, right? It doesn't even matter if there is or isn't. That's how much I love this ending. Because when they drive off into like the sunset or the sunrise, the sunrise together, yeah. yeah, and it's like with everything like nature against the the city, Vancouver, I think it is, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like a perfect marriage it's, it's of the physical yeah. and the digital, you know. Yeah, and so I hate romance in movies. Okay, unless it's a movie about a romance, I don't like, like Spider Man too. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. that's why. Uh, I like this movie. It was like, there's probably something here between them, but that's it. They didn't kiss. They didn't kiss. Yeah, that was a big thing. She just kind of like puts her head into like his little hoodie while they're on the Is that why you like Rogue One? Yes. Because they all fucking die? Dude. (laughs) Spoiler alert. There's probably more. uh, It's a Star Wars movie. Dude, (laughs) when they were, I think it was when they were in the elevator. I'm like, don't kiss. Don't you better not kiss. Do not do it. And they didn't like good job. Good job. Well, you know, I think there's that's better than Rogue One has better romance than like uh the sequel trilogy where there's such sexless characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, hey, one of them, we're not getting into that. There, that's no. too much. Yeah, okay, I guess, so Star Wars. I don't but I, I do want to say they're, that they're like, cousins um, who are making out. I, I wanna say that I think there there's a real like humanity to like the the human relationships in this movie even though it takes place completely in a computer for the most part and i think that's something that i miss from movies where i don't need like i i do like romance movies i'm a big sap for the san raimi spider-man trilogy because they're so earnest and sincere right but also that's a trilogy that ends on not a big kiss but like a hey we all fucked up let's all just kind of 
hug it out for a second. We've been through a lot, you know? Like it's, it's a human thing to have like fallibility in relationships, you know? People yeah. fuck up sometimes. And sometimes all you need is to just kind of go cruising and watch the sunrise together. It's so very, very sweet. I got a question about that because you've seen many more films than I have. A couple. A lot of films end on sunsets. How many really do end on a sunrise? Uh, Maybe Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner cut, but that okay, sucks. Yeah. So we don't talk about that. <laughs> so, but like, is it is it common or is it is it uncommon to end on a sunrise? I think I think it, I don't know. I mean, like, because huh. this is memorable to me. Like, it obviously she wanted she was like described the sun, you know that kind of like that's it's a total just callback to that. But it's like a it shows a lot of hope. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's very, like, obvious. Like, the sun is rising on, like, a new earth, like that, or, like, mm-hmm. a new future, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I... Blade 2. Blade 2. Yeah, Blade, Blade 2 kicks ass. I'm sorry. I just want no, to throw I, that I, out there. I'm yeah, not saying yeah, anything does. about it. But, <laughs> yeah, so... Now, in the ending, too, like, you know, you, you get Tron coming back, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, the Flynn destroying everything and the whole, like them going through the portal was a cool thing and like yeah it's it sucks because it really was a cliffhanger it wasn't a cliffhanger but it's just like you wanted more they it was like more was definitely promised because mm. we really don't know what they're going to do with Cora, right do we have any idea they just no. said it's going to change everything just a lot of vague stuff that's yeah. been put out i i think it. it's it's kind of like, this is going to be weird, and I know maybe Kirk's not going to be crazy about this, but like since we brought up Star Wars, it's sort of like how The Last Jedi ends with like, it ends that, that movie's story, it ends thematically, and then it's just like, anything could happen now. Like that's kind of, that's all you need for a movie like that, and I think it's all you need for Tron Legacy, where it's like, anything is possible. Yeah, what I'm... matters is that they're moving into the future together now. So that's the thing. If if they never said they were going to do a Tron 3, this is like, because I see certain canceled shows where they they know it's going to get canceled like before they film the last like four episodes where they wrap it up. And so if there was never a promise of Tron 3, they're like, this is it. Then this is, you just assume they change the world and the world is better, right? You have the option mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. This is like, okay, they were clearly setting something up and I'm not, but that's the thing. Like, like what you're saying, it ends thematically. It does. Like we don't, I don't feel like, oh crap, what happened five minutes later? Cause it's not that type of ending. And you do get the epilogue and the epilogue is not like, oh, we're answering the questions. It's just like a fun thing. Like, oh, Flynn lives. Like, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. it, it's not jokey, but it, it is a total just bonus feature. It's not, yeah. you needed this to like set up everything in the next movie. It's not like, like Rise of Skywalker where everything's answered off camera. Yeah, so. That's, that's don't bring that up here. <laughs> you don't, so, not in our house of sanctity. So yeah, I, I, no, I totally think that it's, it's like a beautiful ending. Like, I don't even think it needed to end in the real world, right? I mean, it, it's, I think so. Did it? Because it had to come full circle. I think so too, yeah. 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 But uh, what I don't like, I didn't notice this before. Sam shuts off the computer. You don't. (laughs) At the end? He shuts it off. 
Yeah, I, but it, I, I think I think it's a little SIM card tray. Yeah, you know, it's literally the, a SIM card tray <laughs> with the pinhole. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has the SIM card, so I'm assuming everything was backed up there, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, did, did you notice I, the symbol on the SIM you, card? No, no. It's the old identity disc, just the, oh. the concentric rings. Oh. It's blue rings on the, in the middle of the, the right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of unanswered questions. Can I give a couple shout outs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Olivia Wilde, like my <laughs> first real crush. <laughs> you know, like after yeah. Olivia Munn, when I was like, I don't know, 13 years old, 14 years old, really mm-hmm. discovering women for the first time. Oh my I was gosh. like, Olivia, Olivia Wilde, she's it. What do you she's it. She's a very good director now. Yeah. She is, yeah. She doesn't really act anymore, right? No, uh, well, she she's wanted to direct, and and yeah. so she just kind of like, she's like Bryce Dallas Howard, where they just did a lot of acting jobs, but they're really interested in like making movies yeah. themselves. You, what did she direct? Booksmart. Uh, Booksmart. Oh, there you go. That's what. It was. Wait, That's a good movie. So I know almost movie. nothing about Olivia Wilde. You think she'd come back for Tron Three? Uh, she was uh, hesitant for coming back the second time around because she. I think she tweeted out something saying like. She wasn't looking forward to like working out or like diet, like uh, not diet. Yeah. Well, no, 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 dieting. Like it's okay to say. I mean, it's a valid thing because they had to be in such like like the literally the best shape out of any yeah. humans on the planet to get into those skin suits. Like yeah. I don't think that's an exaggeration. You had to be the most fit people on the planet to get into that leather light up gear every day for like what the shot for like sixty days. Yeah. You know, they literally the, had tubes of air conditioning pumping down onto their heads oh, yeah. for every moment they weren't filming because they were like dying in those things. And especially like LED tech back then, like it was hot. And yeah. like the, they had uh, the ring that the identity disc attaches to was a battery. And then under that, there's a little rectangle with a light on it, also a battery. And I think the lights lasted for seven minutes at a time or something. You know, speaking of that, Shout out to the fighting in this movie. The choreographed oh, yeah. fights in it were like ridiculously cool. Rinsler, yeah. when he comes up, oh, Jesus, man. Does okay. all those flips and stuff. It's so cool. So they, they changed to, uh, okay, Diego, what are the different names for the widescreens? Aspect ratios? No. I know. I know. <laughs> like lenses? Oh, okay, you mean like the specific ones? 21 so and 9 versus 16 and 9. Like what's, yeah, which one's anamorphic? Mm-hmm. The, the thin one, the black bars. Okay, and what's 16 and 9? That's the widescreen. It's just called widescreen? Yeah, I, I mean, IMAX is like... Gene, what's IMAX? IMAX is something different, right? I think it's just called IMAX. Well, okay, IMAX, so, yeah. IMAX is kind of more of a square. It's weird. But. So they, they went from anamorphic to widescreen uh, during the, the arena battles. I just call it arena because it's a song name. And the light cycle race. So... The reason I noticed the change, they actually did the change early on in the battle, uh, in the, the disc games, but I noticed it when Rinsler's flying through the air <laughs> because you see his like arms stretched out with the discs. And I was like, so this is not a flex because this is just the normal size these days, but I have a 65 inch TV. And is it? <laughs> and it's, uh, you, dude, it's like impossible to buy smaller ones now. But, anyways, it's, uh, Everything was dark. I had all lights off except the Christmas tree. And you just see like the full screen filled 
with like the blue background and you just see him flying through the sky and or the air and i'm just like whoa like mm-hmm. like this is intense when he was on the light cycle no 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 just when he when he's coming after sam oh inside okay. the thing yeah. so okay i'm sorry i'm trying to like not talk about the cool things till we get to the cool things portion no no just just let it all out let's, we're let's in the cool, cool things, things portion all right yeah fuck so, it. light cycle battle i was looking at like I think honestly, I was helping a friend go through something, but then I had to put my phone down because they split the light cycle open. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to watch this thing assemble. <laughs> I wasn't on the phone. I was just yeah. like reading. Right. But I, it's just like, they split the thing open and then they're in the sky. Right. And then like clue does it first, but then Sam realizes what he's supposed to do. And then the music goes quiet. And you just hear like the, like, I had it in my head, but it's gone now. But it's just like the really quiet, like, and then like, he's like running forward and then like in slow motion, he's in the air and it opens up and they do the same thing at the end of the movie with the planes, with the, the, again, uh, clue with his like flying V of perfection. Like they all run, jump, and then split the things open and turn in the freaking airplanes. Like, how cool is that? And they, I want to know how long that effect took to do, to build those things like in 3d in the, in the air around these things. And like, everything's perfectly tracked by the way, Gene, I wore this black shirt because you're going to motion track LEDs onto me. You know how, how many times I've wanted to like buy EL wire, like the, the stuff you use in Vera, like the, Oh, <laughs> the yeah the yeah i mean light. you could do that i mean yeah, yeah. I just, but I'm like, mm, i don't I have can't. the patience to do that visual effect <laughs> yeah mm. uh, so yeah I, I love that kind of thing i tiny little touches like on when they're on the light cycle grid and they go on the little ramps and there's the three arrows like that are like little speed ups like in video games and you hear like this bring like video game sound like totally from 80s arcade machines mm. and like I just like that stuff because it's like, oh, they care. You know what I mean? And or like when, when, like I said a little, little while ago, when they get derezzed, the effect that they use with that, when they, yeah, they shatter into like a million pieces. Like yeah. gla- that's like, actually Legos. like work. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And like they even like Cora's arm, like half of it shatters into glass because they yeah. like chop it off, and then and and that's a whole thing too, right? Because she, since she's not a uh, just a, a she's not data, she's an ISO whatever she doesn't get derezzed automatically when she gets hit she doesn't need to be perfect yeah but then there was that guy on the on the recognizer his part of his face was blown out so i, I don't it's know a, it's a little inconsistent but whatever yeah. you know yes. and then, but i love i didn't notice this too much before just because there's a lot going on the the battle in the end of line club when derez is playing all the like the blue the, the good guys when they just start like attacking clues men like they like there's like four or five of them on this one guy like chopping him the bits with their identity discs <laughs> like, like they're literally like, <laughs> like oh jeez like and then i love how caster slash zeus is just like shooting the little gun around just like he doesn't care what's going yeah, on yeah mike what's it martin who's that uh michael martin sheen. michael sheen michael sheen yeah michael sheen is just like camming it up that whole fucking movie yeah. does not give a fuck i he's yeah, like two minutes, and he's like, "I'm gonna make my two minutes worth it." Okay, I think he's an ISO. 
Oh, he has too much personality. He's got a symbol on his forehead. Oh, and he's like, it's like whited out. I don't know, because and he knows. Cora. Oh, that's that's interesting. I, yeah. I, I kind of fuck with that theory. But then they blew him up with Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, oh, if anyone yeah. doesn't know, so, Daft Punk dies in this movie. Yeah, and <laughs> so they're dead. Another thing I thought was cool, back to like the whole God thing, uh, when they're flying down the elevator, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam just like stop it, like stop the thing, Dad, and. Flynn just like puts his hand on the glass and then like controls come up and he just like starts hacking. I'm like, geez, like admin privileges, you know? (laughs) And uh, obviously love like the old light cycle. The little call, like he he just has like that old model, you know? And then like they got rid of that too. Like they just gave it to someone. Yeah. I I had, I think it was like 2000, like 2012-ish, 2013. uh, When I first started my job, I had a uh, USB flash drive that when you plugged it in, it was a light cycle and it lit up when you plugged it in. It was oh, the coolest cool. thing in the world. It was like it's probably four gigabytes. Or it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so so another another weird god thing. Total, again, obvious but cool. When Clue goes into Flynn's house thing, and he there's these chrome, chrome, you know, future, but like a bowl <laughs> a bowl of chrome apples. You know, like. Uh, that's like a little too obvious, but you know the like apple creation. Uh, yeah, the, the garden. Because he yeah. picks he picks one up, and he just looks at, it and then like you know he destroys the friggin' apartment, and then his little. Uh, I I love the the little assistant guy whose name I don't know, who's just a total flip flopper. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jarvis is actually that's his, his name. name. Yeah, Jarvis. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Iron I, Man, John Favreau, you hack. <laughs> so yeah, like when uh, when again another brutal thing, but it's off camera kills. When Sam is like fighting uh the people before he gets to uh Flynn's identity disc, you just hear like these like blood curdling screams as he massacres these guys, and then he comes in and sees Jarvis, and Jarvis is just like, "Long live the users," <laughs> and then and then literally you. You only hear one like syllable of the end, but when Clue comes back, Jarvis goes death to the U and then he gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna say death to the U and he just derezzes him. He's like, You, you know, you, there's another word for flip flopper. I don't know. I don't remember what it is. But oh, like, he's, he's like a weasel. He's like yeah. a, he's like a trickster. He's well, like yeah. if Loki didn't have a personality, you know? Like, yeah. And yeah, in, in the right before the light cycle battle, where he says like something like brilliant words sir did you did you like what i said and he's like just like uh like looking for that approval from clue yeah which is like mm-hmm. kind of interesting and you know he he hates users and he gives the thing to sam like he's just like outstretched like ew you're gross like you know <laughs> yeah like you're a user yeah and, well they're imperfect you know yeah and so yeah th- i think that's all the cool stuff as far as i in my head, like all the things I think are cool, but you know, all the the effects are very good, and they they totally hold up. Like the derezzing looks great. Ten years yeah. ago, too, like that's that's a long time. Ten what years is- ago, and shot on 1080p. So don't remind <laughs> yeah. me. I am so mad. Okay, no 4K. No. So I when I pre-ordered my PS5, I got the disc one because it has a 4K Blu-ray player. I'm like, yeah. what what 4K Blu-rays can I find? And I was like, where's the 4K copy of Tron Legacy? Like, is there a copy of it? And they haven't released it yet. 
and then someone from 2012 or something <laughs> posts uh this thing i don't know what it was but basically they found that it was shot on the sony 1080p digital camera and there's no there's no change in that you know what i mean i know most of it's fake but they rendered it in 1080p for sure here's what i wonder though theaters they had 4k projectors before 4k was like because you know when we remaster things like they shot them yeah but, i don't know but back they, i mean they could up res it what i yeah but the playstation does that itself you know what yeah. i mean so i do wonder also i know we're getting kind of technical but tons no, no, of post-production tons of post-production and it's all like they got to render these things on computers a 4k image has four times as many pixels as a 1080p image were they just like we're not messing with this because in, in our, 2009 yeah like our computers <laughs> can't handle this you know what i mean I like mean, or two duos it, <laughs> it, it could have been i mean yeah, yeah i like, mean yeah sorry go ahead well just like um it's funny that you bring that up because right now like uh gene's gonna roll his eyes because i'm bringing up my favorite filmmaker michael mann uh, he just released uh his 4k version of collateral on home video now that was shot at the 2k digital for all of the night scenes and that movie takes place primarily at night Minus like maybe five scenes that were shot on film to differentiate the day and the night stuff. And it got a 4K upscale. So like, and I know you can, you can play with more information on a 2K obviously than like 1080p, but like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not going to be true 4K, but like, I'm sure there's something you could do to like kind of fiddle with that. It just won't be like the best looking thing ever, you know? Yeah, like, cause Collateral is not a movie that looks like other movies. It looks like, handheld digital video for a reason you know right yeah i mean you would have to really like supervise that yeah yeah he he, michael mann's like a crazy person who if you get something wrong he'll kill you and your entire family so maybe joseph kaczynski's like that and he's like don't fuck up my baby that got me my career (laughs) yeah maybe who knows i'm I'm always scared though when when there's a 4k movie coming out that -hmm. it's gonna look so good that it'll look worse Kind of like when I was watching Lord of the Rings 4K. Like you can't hide. You can't hide CG stuff. Uh, anymore. No, no, but that's no. Lord of the Rings is like it's it's the the, the special effects, yeah, because they they haven't all aged great. But like that's got so much going on, like on a set and lighting level, that mm. I think that's actually one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of too. like like a bad one, like on for me. I I think sometimes 4K tends to wash out a lot of the colors in the transfers because they're going for like texture a lot, a lot of the time over like lighting and color. Here's the other thing though. A lot of stuff is shot 4K HDR and you need mm-hmm. an HDR TV for that. And the, yeah. the washed out stuff is gone. And now, you know, you can get into like the saturation is a little weird because the dynamic range is insane, but like there's a big difference there. Now, um, something about resolution and all this kind of stuff i think the fact that there's a ton of like crazy lights and glossy stuff makes it seem like higher than 1080 you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like this the fakeness helps because the, they did the fakeness very well two would this have been a movie that not that it's a detractor but in this day and age would have benefited from like a hobbit style 48 frames per second uh just I, just I Tron know. in the grid. No. What if they change the frame rate between the grid and the real world? I, I don't like I, that. 
I don't like the low. I would no. I would fuck with it because I am very pro experimenting with that. I I think there's there's apart from like Gemini Man, which is like a perfect film. <laughs> like um, right. they they haven't really mastered the frame rate presentation because theaters aren't equipped for that. You know? What was Gemini? I mean, Man that's a whole other at, conversation. Was it at sixty FPS? One twenty. One twenty. I they only. Okay. I think there's only like one theater in the world that played it at one twenty. And yeah. like I saw it there at Long at uh, Long Beach. So one yeah, thing I did. I, I, I remember uh, Billy Long's halftime walk is also no 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 that's a bad movie but that's not because of the frame rate yeah so, the frame rate too. Besides the the scenes in the Shire in the Hobbit, I appreciated the forty eight frames because it does one it helps you see it, but two it forces a director, cinematographer, whatever. I don't know to not use shaky cam to hide bad fighting in combat. You have to do it right because you're seeing all of it. They, they still use the GoPro in that movie, though. Even oh, the GoPro. Yeah, that's one of the worst. It, that's in but, Desolation yeah. of Smog. No, like, I, oh, I, I hate actually, that. I oh, that was like Desolation the of frame rate yeah. stuff a lot. I totally think it was wrong for The Hobbit because that's like, look at all these goofy No, yeah, I know, I know. That and, for yeah. sure. But I mean, if there was like a couple fight scenes not like fights, but like there was a lot going on where I'm like, oh, I can actually see everything right now. Like imagine that on a, a like a, a 48 frames per second light cycle battle. You know what I mean? Like them zipping through and nothing's blurry. Dolby Atmos uploaded, I mean, it's, it's on YouTube, so it's not true 4K, right? But like they uploaded segments of Gemini Man to showcase what they could do with the technology when it re- was released on home video. And it, I think it looks amazing. I know not everyone's for that, I need that to new that technology. I, I think it looks awesome. Send yeah. That because I, my soundbar decodes Atmos. So you got to, you got to watch it after this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Gene, I think you were saying something, but we're all. I know. It's just, uh, I think it works for Gemini, man. Um, I have no idea I, what this is. The Will Smith movie where he's old Smith. Will Smith and young oh, Will Smith. Oh God, that movie! It's the Fresh Prince oh, versus one, Will Smith. That one was. It's really, a good movie. It's really good. Is it? I heard it yeah. sucked. All well, twelve people. Like people it. don't. People said Endgame was like the best movie ever, and no one remembers it now. So who are you going to trust, Kirk? Them or me? You didn't like season one of Mando, so. Yeah, but I love this season, and How I said everyone Hamilton? else is wrong. How do you feel about Hamilton? It's okay. I'm Hamilton out though. I don't hate it. I definitely don't love it, though. Okay, so then maybe I trust you a little because I don't like it at all. So yeah, no, I'm I'm actually glad to hear you say that because I was I wasn't the biggest I, yeah. fan. You guys, yeah, you guys are all. It's a very Obama <laughs> era um, musical. I'll say. What does that sounds racist? No, no, no you're you're saying, saying, you can't be racist when you're talking about Hamilton. Come on. In terms of it, like policy, it's very liberal. Yeah. Is yeah. all I'll say. In terms of ideology and policies. Outlook. Yeah, I I just didn't like it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I did love, and I do love, Tron Legacy, my favorite movie. Yeah. Tron Legacy is a great film. Um, I, I want to recommend something cool from the film. Fucking Daft Punk did the soundtrack. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say this is uh, probably the best album they've had because Kirk, what was that story yeah. you were saying about uh, Daft Punk where they're saying they got really pretentious? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like random access memories. Uh, Jesus, Thomas, man. Tomas, what did Tomas me. say? In that interview, he said Kanye West is a genius. <laughs> he was what? until he died in a horrible plane crash in 2016. <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, it's probably the best Daft Punk album in the last decade. It's amazing. I, I, like, I like Random Access Memories. I'm not going to poo on that. I love that album. And I like this album. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Rain. Yeah, I listened to it all the way through at work today. Yeah. Uh, I've done that multiple you times. good headphones when you're listening to that, though. I got a good, I got a good speaker at work. Oh. It's like a legit like Sony speaker. I love Sony. Shout out to Sony. Except when they don't work like earlier. Hey, we got it working. We did. We and did. our video looks pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. So and we recorded like an hour later than we intended to. <laughs> Look, we tried real. No, 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 no. I'm not busting all. It's hey, just kind of funny. For for the for, for the art, Diego. It's for the art, of course. For, for the art. For for the for for the users. There we go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know how much more we can add to that. I feel like we should wrap it up after that. That felt like a good note. But um, la- final thoughts then. Uh, uh, Tron and boys. Right. I'll let you guys go. And then Gene and I will will uh, wrap this up. Yeah, after you. After you. All right. I got to say, every moment watching the movie, whether it was what was going on on the screen or it was coming through the speakers, I literally like would have a grin on my face like yes like this is the part where this happens and this is the part where this happens like absolutely adore this movie and I think anyone crapping on it is just mad about how pretty it looks like it never said it was gonna be some Oscar winning film right it didn't try to do huh it should have been but it wasn't it wasn't trying to be high art you know what i mean it right. knew what it was it's it's beautiful it's a, it's a fun movie the story is like i don't need cerebral crap all the time sometimes i just want a good story that i can follow that's like got some references to things maybe sometimes it's like obvious doesn't matter good storytelling in my, in my eyes uh well and the, and the music is phenomenal and it's still just, it looks beautiful. And, you know, uh, DH Jeff Bridges in the real world looks weird. <laughs> On the grid, I'm like, he's a fabricated character anyway. It yes. Works. It doesn't take me out. It doesn't. It's a little weird, but it's, it's not like this like egregious, terrible thing. You know what I mean? It's not. And uh, you really do forget it because you're just focusing on a freaking creepy and evil he is anyway. So right. works for me. Love it. Probably going to watch it again in the next month. <laughs> I will. The, the, uh, the one thing I take away the most, I think, from, from Tron Legacy is how much I just, like, love the immersion of it. I like how much I would want to actually spend time in that world, even more so than just watching the movie. Like, I would want to play a new version of that in Kingdom Hearts, just run around how the world would be. You know what I mean? Just, just like, being in that, that. That's the thing I like most about that movie. So I, I do want to add, I think about Christmas every single day of the year. I think about Tron at least once a week. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not being cartoony. I'm very, I'm very cartoony about things. I literally do think about Tron Legacy at least once a week. Just saying. Hmm. So, I respect it's, that. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, it's not. But we, it came out around Christmas and it should be watched on Christmas. That's a good, good that, idea. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, Gene, final thoughts final from thoughts. you. Uh, just from rewatching it, yeah, uh, go off of Rainwater saying, I uh, just love the world. I love being in the grid. I just love all the uh, immersion into that. Just It's it's so well thought out. Um, 
I, I would, you know, I love like when people reference Tron, like it's in Wreck-It Ralph too. They're in the light cycles and things, just like little things like that. Like when people appreciate it, um, I'm like, oh, you get it, you know. When they like when oh. they see someone loving Tron, I'm like, yes. And uh, want to do a shout out to uh, was it uh, Bruce Boxleiter, who's uh, doesn't get enough credit in this movie. I mean, he voices Rinsler and everything. And... I love his voice. He's got a yeah, his cool voice. So, yeah, what, just, uh, what you were saying about uh, shout outs and not well before the sh- shout out to Frankie, first of all, because he loves Tron. But uh, you're saying like references and stuff. Someone on Reddit, they brought up Tron or whatever, and the comment just said not anymore. And there was a trailer of unaired footage where Clue, it's Sam's like, are you my dad or something like that? And Clue just goes, not anymore. But it's just like didn't make it into the <laughs> film. And like someone was like. <laughs> Like the next comment I read was like, I got that reference. That's a deep cut. And it, and it is. So <laughs> I love that word. People who love Tron, they love Tron. You know what I mean? But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, on shout out, shout out to Logan Kenny, a uh, friend, fellow podcaster. Uh, I know he's going to appreciate this episode because apart from you, Kirk, he might be the biggest Tron legacy fan that I know. Wow. Wait, was and, he? Yeah. Was, did he talk about? I feel like this has come up. Last, like I was on the show once, and you guys brought him up or something like that. But anyways, it's not that probably he, he's he's been a pal for a while. Uh, we, we did a a twenty four hour fundraiser. Well, he did a twenty four hour <laughs> fundraiser this year for the NHS over in the UK, and then I hopped on for like an hour to talk about Logan and uh, or the Wolverine. That's a good movie too. Not as good as Tron Legacy, which I'm very glad you boys were all here to talk about today. Um, it's really good to see you guys. Hopefully we'll see each other soon, safely, accordingly. Uh, why don't you go ahead and let the people know where they can find you online? Right. Mm-hmm. If this is like back to being in mousekeeping. I'm not doing the thing again. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you can find us at Tramon Podcast on Instagram. Um, for all other links, you can go to Tramon.com. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Oh, you, you, should I tell the people what we're on? Oh, oh man, yeah. There's a there's a long list. Our, our, yeah, we're we're on. Bring Overcast. it, bring it. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, TuneIn Plus, Alexa, Podcast Addict, Castro, Castbox, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Podfriend. You can download our MP3 on was it Tramon.buzzsprout.com mm-hmm. and check us out on youtube yeah we spent a lot of effort to make the video look good and we get like 20 views a week <laughs> yeah and we subscribe and we can get youtube.com slash chairman but we Cause, don't because right now we have we're just a user in the in the youtube world <laughs> yeah 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 follow us look it, don't podcast. don't take it personally it's you, youtube no, is... no no we don't yeah but yeah, Tramon, yeah. <laughs> a disneyland podcast listen to two friends just talk about how much they love disneyland if you want Disney history? Don't come here. We don't know what we're talking about. Go watch the Funk Land. Yeah, that, thanks so much, guys, again for for coming on. Uh, thanks for having us. No, no other. No, is that is that plugs? Is that is that it then for that? I mean, that was a lot, but that's I think that's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I just want to make sure. I just want to make if sure. If you like Disneyland, you're gonna like our show, and we'll be happy <laughs> to have you. And we take listener submissions constantly. We just if you write in. If you write into the Instagram that's not rain, I'll put you in the show. Otherwise, I forget. He forget. He just forgets. He just every, forgets. Every single week, <laughs> I forget somebody. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, Gene, where can the people find you now? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And you can follow me at the Twitter, at the Diego Crespo, and check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get early access to other stuff. I'm going to try to write some more stuff on there. We have a couple episodes banked for the new year coming around. Um, so stay tuned for that. A little something for Christmas. And uh, yeah, lot, lots of other exciting stuff on there. Um, Gene and I are working out stuff for uh, the, the, the new year. And I'm really excited to get to it. So, and I'm really excited to share it. So thank you so much again, everyone. Uh, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Because if you didn't like this episode, which is hard to believe, you can like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>